Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. All right, everybody. So glad you're with us. My name is Pastor Craig. Uh, my wife and I are the lead pastors here at Convo Church. So glad you're with us, and I really hope that you enjoy worship. So for the time that we have together, when we're getting into the Word, I just really want to encourage you and even challenge you. Open yourself up and let God speak to you. We're not doing a religious service here. We're not trying to just go through the motions. This isn't a talk. We're really believing that God is going to speak to you right where you are, right where you need, what you need at home. I know right now there's families are going through stuff. Uh, right now, the, the, the challenges that you have at home are multiplied by the challenge of the season that we're in right now. And I really hope today that the message that I feel like God's given to me to share with you, with all of us, is something that's going to encourage you, is something that's going to inspire you, hopefully something that builds faith inside of you for what's happening. But I want to start off just with some prayer and open things up, and, uh, and let's go on this journey together. Father, we love you so much. We thank you that you have given us the ability to hear from you. We thank you so much that you love us enough that you speak into our life. You give us guidance. You've given us your word. You've given us your Holy Spirit. You haven't just left us out here on our own to figure things out on our own. And so we pray that as we get into these moments that you would open up our heart, that you would open up our minds to hear what it is that you're trying to speak to us right now in this moment today. And we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Say amen from home. Say amen in the chat room. Come on, let's hear from you. Even if it's just with your fingers, tell, say, shout amen, click the heart, whatever it may be. We want to hear from you. Interact with people in the chat room. Feel free. We're going to have fun with this. Right now, when I, when I look at the season that we're in as a church, and I, I try to hear what are the words that God is speaking to us in this season. And one of the words that I keep hearing over and over and over again, and quite possibly this has to do with something that God's doing in me also, is I hear this word patience, this word patience. I know everybody loves patience, everybody wants patience, but nobody wants to go through what it takes to develop patience, that's me. But I wanna, I wanna talk about that today because I believe that if we, if we try to get through this season too fast, if we try to just blow past what God could be and is doing in this season, then we're gonna miss out on something special. So, so I looked it up just to make sure we're all on the same playing field when it comes to what the word patience means. And literally the word means the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset or acting out of turn. That's a pretty good definition. I think that gives us a good baseline of what we're talking about today. But in the process of using what our world is facing right now, God uses these things. He's shaken everything that can be shaken. And I think something that's so important to understand just about the nature and the character of God is that God doesn't shake stuff because he's bored. He doesn't shake stuff because he's angry. He shakes stuff because he's trying to get our attention. And he also shakes things because he's, he's not a God of disorder. Sometimes we, in our, in our flesh, in our imperfection, and all the things that we see in our humanity, we, we think we're creating order, but we're actually creating chaos. And sometimes God needs to shake things up so that he can put it back into order and put it back into place. God shakes to awaken what has fallen asleep or what has lost focus. God also shakes things in order to refocus us when we've allowed the distractions of what's going on in our life to take the place of where God should be, 
to kind of be the main focus, to, to, to take our eyes and our heart off of everything that God's doing. But when God shakes our world, we have to have patience for the process. That's actually the title of the message today. If you're taking notes, we hope you are. We speak to you, we're trying to speak at least to your Monday through your Saturday. So we really hope that you'll write some things down, take some notes on today and, and really dive into what God's speaking to you. Patience for the process. Without patience, we'll miss the big picture of what God is doing in us and around us. I wanna give you a few scriptures if that's okay because the Bible actually has quite a few things to say about patience. But here's just a couple of the verses that I really feel speak so powerfully. Ecclesiastes, which is a book in the Old Testament, chapter seven, verse eight, it says, finishing is better than starting and patience is better than pride. Romans 5, or 15, verse five, it says, may, may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Lastly, or two more right here, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6, it says, we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, and our kindness by the Holy Spirit within us and by our sincere love. That's a beautiful verse. And one more right here. A lot of people have heard this one before. Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It's talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, there it is, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. We know patience is essential for life. It's a virtue of a Jesus follower. It's not easy because everything in our life actually wants to challenge us in patience. And once we like to be impatient, we like to move faster than the things are moving around us, right? We wanna be further in life than what it actually takes to get to those places. We wanna own things more than what we've actually worked to be able to pay for those things. Where by nature, humans are impatient about our world. We're impatient about our life. But when we lack patience, we say things that we shouldn't say. We do things that we shouldn't do, right? We buy things maybe that we shouldn't buy. I uh, got that stimulus check. And so instead of, you know, kind of paying bills, I'm like, oh, it's time to kind of get an upgrade, get the new iPhone. I don't know. But sometimes we do those things and that's just natural. That's human nature. I think sometimes when we're impatient, we take things into our own hands that were never supposed to be in our control. But when God shakes our world, we have to understand that we need to have patience for the process. God doesn't waste any moment. We've been talking about that for actually quite a few weeks. God doesn't waste moments. And so when he is shaking something, he's got a plan. And the plans that God has for people is always to draw people closer to him, always to do great things, always to, to do something that generates and cultivates relationship between God and humanity. But the things that God's trying to do, it's, it's not just about me, right? It's not just about you. There's something that God is doing collectively. And I believe that collectively, we need to be able to have our eyes not just on our life and our process, but we also need to have our eyes on the people around us, the community around us, the, the nation around us, and even a larger scale, what God is doing around the world. We have to have patience for the process. Without patience, we'll miss the big picture of what God is doing in us and around us. So I wanna give you a few scriptures about patience. The Bible has 
a lot to say about patience, but I want to give you just a few that you can write down the reference. You can go back and look these up later because it's important to study what God's Word is saying about this topic. Here's the first one in the Old Testament, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 8. It says that finishing is better than starting and patience is better than pride. That's a beautiful passage. Romans chapter 15, this is in the New Testament. Romans 15, verse 5 It says, may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you to live in complete harmony with each other. We kind of need God's help for that, don't we? As is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Two more here. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6. It says, we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, there's the word, our kindness by the Holy Spirit within us and by our sincere love. We're gonna talk about the Holy Spirit in us in just a minute. And then lastly, right here, a lot of people know this one, maybe you don't, that's okay. This comes from the the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, there it is, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. We know that patience is it's an essential virtue for the life of a Jesus follower. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect to have patience. If we're all honest, we can probably admit that we have moments of patience, right? And then we have moments where maybe it doesn't quite go so well. And I've been there, you've been there, but that's the cool thing about this process is that as God is shaking things around us and as God is stirring up what is happening in our own personal lives and in the collective lives and the communities around us, God is giving us opportunity for patience to be developed inside of us. And that power to have patience comes from the Holy Spirit again. We're gonna talk about that just in a second. But when we lack patience, we gotta think about this for a second. Sometimes we, we say things that we shouldn't say, right? Sometimes we act impulsively and we, and we do things that maybe we shouldn't do. We, maybe we purchased things that we didn't really have the money to purchase, but we really wanted it and it was there and it was kind of on sale, so we go for it, right? Maybe you got your stimulus check, you're a little tempted to spend it here and spend it there, that's okay. But that's, those are just things that happen when we're not patient with the process. Uh, in, in Acts chapter one, we're gonna go here real quick and I'm gonna turn in my Bible and, uh, and, and if you have one with you, feel free. Actually really cool, in the chat room, there's a little tab that you can click on where you can actually look up the Bible verses as we're talking about it. So feel free to continue to interact and look up the Bible verses there. But I'm gonna to go to the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament. It's the first book after the Gospels. So you go to the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then we have Acts. And so we're gonna to go to chapter one and I'm gonna start reading in verse three, I believe. Yeah, verse three. And it says, during the 40 days after he suffered, and died, talking about Jesus. He appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. I love it. Some of the last things that Jesus wanted to talk to his disciples about wasn't politics, it wasn't culture, it was about the kingdom of God. In verse four, it says, once he was eating with them, and he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift that he promised. And as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. In verse six, 
It says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to, to free Israel and restore our kingdom? They were still had their eyes on the wrong thing and asking the wrong questions. In verse 7, Jesus replied, the Father alone knows the time and the authority uh, to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know, but you will receive power. Come on, somebody say power out loud. Say it out loud to somebody. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you, from that, you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the world, in Reno, in Sparks, in northern Nevada, the United States, to the ends of the world. Come on, let's personalize that. We need to understand that God is doing something significant. And literally, right after he said these words to him, it says in verse 9, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him anymore. I think when we look at this process that the disciples went through, they went from knowing God and, and, and following Jesus in the flesh, listening to Jesus say, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise from the dead, and then he actually did. But after Jesus rose from the dead, it wasn't it. He came back and he appeared to them multiple times. So that's a powerful passage talking about the very last instructions that Jesus gave to his followers before he ascended back into heaven and then later would send his very spirit, the same spirit that raised him from the dead, the same spirit that empowered all the signs and the wonders and the miracles, and put that inside of not just the 12 disciples, but all Jesus' followers, so that they would have the power to go and do the things that God has called them to do. But here's the crazy thing. It didn't happen automatically. There was 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead and appeared to his disciples multiple times. And I think during that season, you can even read some of the final accounts in the Gospels and you get this, you get this picture that the disciples were struggling a little bit, that they were, they were confused, maybe even depressed. I don't know if their, their expectations, they didn't know what to expect, even though they saw a resurrected Christ, but they still weren't sure what was happening. So for 40 days, they had to wait. For 40 days, they had to be patient about what now? What do we do now? I actually talked about that last week. You can hit it up on the podcast or on YouTube. But when Jesus came to them and said, listen, he said, listen, I, I'm going to give you the same spirit so that my life can continue to live through you, but you have to wait for it. I don't know how, I'd, I'd struggle with that a little bit. I'd be kind of antsy. I'd kind of feel like, well, I'm, I'm ready to go. You told us what to do and we, we watched you do it. I think we can do it. But Jesus wanted to make sure that his followers understood one very powerful thing. And that's that you cannot do it on your own strength. You cannot do the things that God's called you to do on your own strength. Listen, right now in the season that we're experiencing as a, as a world, we do not have in our own humanity what it takes to be patient to get through this season. And if you don't believe me, just turn on the news. People are losing their minds, and I get it. I understand. People want to go back to life. They want to go back to being able to hang out with people. They want to go back to work. And so we, there's, there's protests. There's things happening, and I have, I have a lot of grace for that. But I think it just shows the point that by human nature, man, we're not good at being patient. And I believe even in the church world, as we are all just itching to be able to get back together and meet together again, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not be impatient with what God is doing. Let's not allow our eyes to be so distracted 
with what we see on the media, with what we see in politics, with what we see in the opinions, with all the Facebook comments. Let's not be distracted with those things. Let's keep our eyes fixed on what God is doing, what God is shaking, and what God is trying to bring back to order and say, God, I don't want to miss what you are doing in me and around me in this season. Let's not be impatient with this process. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to empower us to be patient for what he is trying to do. Man, I'm telling you, sometimes if we just sit back and we can relax a little bit and we can trust that even though we're antsy, we, we don't know what to do, uh, that God's got this thing covered. God's got you covered. I know there's a lot of people that are, that are still even waiting for unemployment checks to come through. Listen, God's gonna take care of you. But if you also know people, reach out to people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. But listen, God is going to do something special in this season. We've talked uh, last couple of weeks just about this whole process from the 40 days after Jesus resurrected. And then there were 10 days from the day that he ascended to the day that the Holy Spirit showed up. And that's called Pentecost Sunday. And that's when the Holy Spirit showed up and was poured out on all the Jesus followers that were together. And the reason why I feel like that's so important right now is because we are literally smack dab in real time right now, even with our stay-at-home orders and our quarantine stuff and our social distancing, we have to be in a place of waiting just like the Jesus followers and the disciples did that very first season after the resurrection of Christ. 2020, the year of vision, the year of seeing things more clearly, the year that we thought, you know, so many amazing things are going to happen. And you know what? We've seen some challenges, yeah, but amazing things are happening and more amazing things are yet to come. I wonder if we have the patience to continue to just stay where we are and see how, not it's going to play out in the world around us, but see how God is going to play this thing out and just be patient with it. You know what? God's never late. God's, God never messes up. God never misses an opportunity to make something great happen. And so everything in me wants to kind of get back and do things, but man, I want to be patient with the process. I want to be patient with what God is doing in my life. I want to be patient with what God is doing at Convo Church. I want to be patient even with how things are playing out in our nation and other nations, but I'm not going to allow my eyes to be distracted to what is happening in the world to the point where it takes my eyes off of what God is doing in the world. And that's the challenge, I think, for us right there. And so I wanna, I wanna bring this home and kind of wrap this up for today. And I really hope you're getting something out of this. But for, the, for these Jesus followers, for these disciples, for those who were gathering together after Jesus ascended it was, and were waiting for the Holy Spirit, before they were able to be sent, they had to sit. And I wonder if we can do the same thing. I wonder if we are willing to sit in our own life. And for some of you, this isn't even about the stay-at-home orders. This isn't about quarantine. This is even about your calling. Sometimes there are things that God is trying to do in us, and we have a dream, and we have a call, we have vision. We, maybe even somebody prophesied something over you, but, man, you want to just make it happen. I wonder if you're willing to sit before you can be sent. Because sometimes we're not ready because of our impatience to have the full impact of what God's trying to do, where if we just gave it a moment and we trusted the people that God put in our life, if we dedicated ourselves to deepening ourselves in the word of God, man, I think the results that we could see would be absolutely powerful. There's a process that God is working in you right now. 
And actually, this is something that I want to do for everybody that's at home. And I know we have, we have a, a wide array of audience all over northern Nevada, uh, other states. We know there's people watching all over the country. And, uh, and listen, I just want to encourage you right where you are right now is we're going to just have a time of prayer. And I want to pray for you. And, uh, and I'm going to speak into a few specific areas that I really feel like God has, has given to me, that God has spoken to me. And hopefully there'll be things that connect with you as well. So do me a favor. I'm going to pray. So where you are right now, if you're a uh, husband and wife, if you're sitting together, um, husband, take your, take your wife by the hand. If you got your kids with you, bring your kids together. We're going to have a moment, and I want you to, uh, I want you to sit there with your kids. I want you to, uh, you're going to have a chance to pray with them. Even what we're going to do right now, you have an opportunity that, that quite possibly we may not normally even have this type of opportunity, even in our regular church services in person. You're at home. You're with your family. And even if you are home alone, if there's nobody that lives with you, if you're single, if you are, you know, maybe you're a widower or you're widowed, and that's okay. Right now, you're going to have an opportunity to pray for people that you love, pray for people that, that are dear to you, and even have that opportunity to pray for yourself. Don't forget that. You can pray for yourself. It's okay. It's not selfish to do that. But I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to encourage you to pray with me where you are right now from your homes. Maybe you're driving around listening. Uh, I feel like God wants to do something special right now. So, Father, we, we thank you for these moments. We pray that you would give us what we need from your Holy Spirit, that you would empower us to be able to have patience for the process that you were taking us through. God, right now I pray for, for husbands that are watching, that are with their families right now, or maybe even are hearing this at a different time, and maybe during work they're listening to this and they need to go back home and they need to pray with their wife, they need to pray with their kids. Father, I pray that in this season that you would begin to empower men to be what you have called them to be in their families, that they would love their wives like never before, that they would love and be kind to their kids like never before, that they would invest into their families in ways that are maybe new to them. God, I pray even right now in this moment that you would do something supernatural in the homes of those that are listening right now. Father, we pray for the children that are at home Father, we pray in all the different ages, whether they're babies, toddlers, all the way up to teenagers. Father, those that are living at home, God, we thank you for the next generation and the young generation. Father, we pray that within the church and within our families that we would continue to, and for some of us even begin to invest ourselves into those, that generation that you have given us to raise up. The Bible tells us to raise up a child in the way that they should go. And so, Father, we just pray for all parents everywhere that you would give them the grace they need, that you would give them the wisdom that they need. And yes, even as parents, God, give us the patience that we need to be able to minister to our kids and to be patient with them and to raise them up. Right now, I think there's, there's somebody who's watching right now that, uh, that you, mental health has been a significant issue for you during this specific time. And, uh, and I just I felt like I was supposed to bring that up specifically. I don't know who you are. But God knows who you are, and he's, he's calling you out just because he wants you to know that you're not alone. He wants you to know that he is aware and he is with you right now. And even if you would allow him to, the Holy Spirit wants to make himself present with you and just let you know that he's going to give you a peace that is going to surpass all your understanding. That doesn't mean that everything gets figured out, but what it does is it lets you know that the Holy Spirit is present with you. You're not alone. He's helping you through this. God, we pray for anyone right now who's in need of healing at home. Uh, if you know what it is for you, if you've got a place on your body that's hurting, 
just put your hand, you know, an elbow, you know, chest pains. If you got migraines, specifically, I feel like there's somebody struggling with migraines really bad right now, more so than what you're used to and you don't understand it. And I'm just praying right now that God would heal you, that God would take these migraines away, that God would reveal himself to you in this capacity. Listen, I just want everybody to know that you don't have to have a church building to have God come into your home. You don't have to be a special spiritual super person for God to recognize you and come into your life and do specific amazing things. God loves you. He wants to heal you. He wants to provide for you. Sometimes God likes to get us to a place where we feel like we are losing control so that we will reach out to him. So church, I hope today that something that we've talked about is connecting with your heart, connecting with your spirit. We want you to know so much that we love you. Convo Church loves you. Kara and I love you so much. We miss you. And for those that you haven't even met us yet in person, you've been watching online, listen, we, we can't wait for the time to come, hopefully sooner than later, where we do get to finally meet you face to face. But listen, the best is yet to come. God's not done, but let's be patient with his process. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, and share our podcast with your family, friends, and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at Convo Church. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.